is going to be the ball game. Six, five, four, three. They can't snap it. They can't stop it. They can't win it. Alabama wins the ball game. Gary Thomas, linebacker, Alabama. He was a nightmare for people that had to try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Just go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and had to go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Woo! Woo! Son, I got to do that in this. Lights out. Back in the cornerback, it's just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the offensive players in one bag, and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is off the edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to push yourselves on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Screening live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. Hello there, good morning, welcome in to Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you, digital managing editor of Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. That's Joe Gaither, the brand manager of Tide 100.9. Mason Woods, Will, Cade, I think Nathan's still back there too. Look at me remembering all these interns' names. Wait. <laughs> We're all going to have some fun here on Off the Edge in about... Ten minutes or so, we'll talk with Joey Blackwell, the beat writer from Bama Central, the Sports Illustrated affiliate of the Alabama Crimson Tide. A real journalist? A real journalist. Uh, Dude, which is funny for you to say that, because where we're going to start today, <laughs> we're going to talk about games, uh, but not necessarily the, the traditional games that uh, that we may think, right? Not not football, not basketball, not baseball. We'll talk about some of those things with uh, with with Joey here in a little bit. If you watched Squid Games at the height of its popularity, <laughs> and you should have, you didn't watch it. Mason didn't watch it. still have not watched it. Joe, did you watch it? Yes. Mason, how in the hell did you not watch this show? 
<sighs> we can go out into the parking lot and fight. It was like it was one of those things. <laughs> it was one of those things where like I I didn't really I'm not a big fan of reading subtitles. First off, it annoys me. I, I'd rather just watch something in English. You, you, I, you, you're now Gen Z, not not a millennial. I, I, I have to demote you. That's fine. You don't you don't know subtitles when you watch? No. What? Why would I read while I watch something? <laughs> That's the whole point of watching something, so I don't have to read. <laughs> Defeats the entire purpose. Give yourself the loser game show sound. No, man, come on. Yeah, no. You just you just casually watch TV with subtitles. What are you, some kind of everything I watch that is not live problematic has subtitles. Problematic. It's not problematic. It takes away from the it takes away from the experience of watching it. You've heard the kind of music I listen to. (laughs) My hearing is not as good as it used to. Kids screaming all throughout the house too. You know, it 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 helps. Okay, subtitles help. Let me ask you. So, what you are you're you're watching a TV show? You're you're consuming a, vi- a movie, whatever it is. You're just you're just eyes glued to the bottom of the screen the whole time. Pretty reading. much. Pretty you have much. no idea what's going on in no, the movie. No, you do. <laughs> Jacob, especially if the, you can't it, give looks on the on the radio, Mason. Especially if the content is all in Japanese, Korean, Korean, Korean. Korean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, here's the thing, though. And this is where 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 you where, where you're falling off is because Squid Games is one of the shows where you should not do that, because if you've ever watched anything that's dubbed, it the subtitles don't match up with what the the English speaking actors say. So you turn the the subtitles off actually and just have it English dubbed and just try not to watch their mouths while they're talking. Isn't the dub like <laughs> terrible though? Yeah. No, it's not that bad. I, I watched it, watch it in Korean with the subtitles. Every time I've ever heard anyone speak of any English dub, it's never never received well. Uh, well, I I would rather hear the English speaking, not have the subtitles, and just not pay attention to their mouths while they're talking. If 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 you would rather hear the Korean voice and read subtitles, that's fine too. It's I'd rather not watch it. You should watch it. <laughs> you should watch it. Even a year later, you should watch it. Here's the thing. Why am I bringing up Squid Games? Like, it's past its peak of popularity, right? Even though we just heard a couple days ago that they're going to have a season two of this thing. That's all well and good. But I ain't winning four four and a half million dollars off of season two of Squid Games. What would any one person out of 456 people that could be selected could win four and a half million dollars is Squid Game the challenge, which is going to be as real as possible. To, to the point of the show, obviously nobody's going to die. If you don't know what Squid Games is, it's where adults... Are you sure? You know... Yeah, we hope. You know, I, like, I guess you're not going to play the glass pane game. <laughs> you know, the, the second to last game. Because uh, pretty easy to fall to your death there. I guess you're not going to play tug of rope. Uh, you know, suspended 30 feet in the air. I mean, here's the thing. They say you're not going to die. <laughs> This is a Netflix production. I, I, should I, mean, I trust them a little they, bit? Yeah, can they really guarantee that no one's going to die? <laughs> 456 people in a small area? Like, somebody's going to suffocate, right? Here, here's what I want. I just wouldn't trust them, based off the the way Squid Games was presented anyways. True. Well, One of the big arguments about this whole thing is how, you know, Squid Games is kind of like a... This is what happens when people are so poor, they get this desperate that they're willing to risk it all just <laughs> yeah. to, to be rich. Uh, I'm halfway in between a joke and honestly just filling it out just to see what happens. 
and and filling out the casting application for this show and see, hey, they got to pick 456 people. You never know. So one of the questions that is on this is basically, you know, to make a video of yourself, how would you play the game? Since Mason didn't watch it, I'll get to him in a minute. He, he can think about it. Joe, how would you play the game of, of, of Squid Games, playing all these childhood games and trying to eliminate 455 other people to win $4.5 million? As far as, I mean, I would, I would try to play it as well as I could. Red light, green light, stop, pay attention, listen to, you know, listen to the instructions. But, and, like, would you, would you be a little underhanded? Of course. Of course. Would you cheat a little bit? You'd be like the dude with the snake tattoo, and I mean, you got to get a, some alliances. I, I think if, if you can, but you got to understand that the only person you can trust is yourself. So I mean, you, what they, they they all get on the team for the tug of war, this, that, and the other. But but no, I mean, we're all fighting for four and a half million dollars. No one in that no no one in that four hundred people is on your side. No one. There you go. And so you you know the. You got to look out for yourself. Number one, uh, what is it, N- Nelly? I am number one. So like, I, I, like as much as I, you know, I like the team setting in a lot of team sports. But let's be real with each other. If we're all competing, like, there's uh, there's six of us right here. There's six of us right here. And if we're all competing for six hundred dollars, but one person can win it, I'm not trusting you or Mason or Will or you know. Now I'm gonna do the best I can, but. Like if it's a race, I'm fully expecting Will Miller to kick me in the knee, and <laughs> it, and, and and I'm gonna be looking out for that. Uh, and so I'm, I'm I'm gonna be trying. You know, if he kicks me in the knee, oh, I'm, I'm here. Here comes an elbow. Joe Gaither, not a fan of NASCAR, apparently. <laughs> no, I honestly, I, I do not like because oh, you have. And it's the same thing in, for, in in Formula One. Like oh, I'm faster than you. You need to let me bite. That. You need to get around me, and if we're trading paint so you can get around me, and I'm shoving your butt in the wall, like the, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big you know NASCAR guy. <laughs> Robin's be, be, racing. I, exactly. <laughs> I don't I, I don't grasp that concept of oh this this car's faster than me. I, I I need to be courteous and let it by. I think think Joe would Joe would probably win at this, uh, but I mean the guy that that eventually wins the the game, you know, in Spo- Squid Games. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alerts. He, he wasn't as relentless, you know? I mean, neither of the guys that, that made it to the finals were, were really relentless. So does it only work up to a certain point, you know? Mason, I've given you some time to think about it. How how, how are you winning $4.5 million? I'm cheating. You're cheating. <laughs> I am cheating every possible way I can. <laughs> I mean, they basically fight to the death in the final challenge. Right, yeah. So, it it doesn't doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if you actually step back and look at the way that like the squid game, like the actual game itself is played. It doesn't make sense why that had to happen the way it did. See, I, I'm I'm looking at characters from the show and trying to, if if you have to make this video, you got to be like, I'm, I'm going to be like this character from the show, right? I think maybe that's probably what they're looking for. They, they've got to have their personalities. This is a TV show after all. And that's what I'm saying. If you go with the guy that cheated all the time, he died pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm going down swinging. If you got the guy that that used the team of of goons to back himself up, he made it pretty far, but those goons were pretty weak, so they eventually let him down. If you look at the guys that operated as a team, 
they had to deal with the heartbreak of losing their teammates because they had to, had to actually die. Now, obviously, it's not going to happen in real life. So I'm trying to figure out. You say that. I don't know, man. <laughs> Y'all are so cons- <laughs> Netflix is going to make you sign up for this. And you're going to think, oh, this is all great. We're all competing for 400. And the first bullet's going to come through there. And you're going to go, what the? That's the TV. That's the drama. I mean, We're going to play red light, green light. <laughs> the first person that doesn't stop moving drops. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. And you're what, gonna, what have I done? And you're going to be like, let's vote to end the game. We're all, we all need to vote to end the game. Well, that, that brings me to another point. You said only one person walks away with the money. And that doesn't necessarily have to happen. What would in the end you split the pot with people? Obviously, you don't have the threat of death like like the people in the show do. But would you split the pot? I mean, four and a half million dollars is a ludicrous amount of money. So if it came down to you and one other person, you got to split that. It, yes, it's two and a half million. Sure, you split it. I'm, I'm they lost. That person lost. <laughs> Wilson, I already beat him. <laughs> I can taste the four and a half million dollars. They already lost. They're done. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If you, if we can shake hands on two and a half million, of course, let's do it. All right. Why not? I mean, it's more. I mean, it, it depends on what the last game is. If it, the but last you don't game, it's know. Be game. No, it's four million dollars. <laughs> no, I'm taking. I'm taking it. I don't care. I'm taking it. Let's go. I will beat you in the last game. But but if you lose, you get nothing. Okay, and you just you wait, just took four weeks off of work, and you have to go back to work and tell them you lost. Wait, so I'm not, hold on, I'm not dying. I'm not no, dying in it. Oh. No, this is a legit thing that Netflix is doing. It's a, oh, it's you're a talking real about the Netflix one. I thought you talking about like we're actually dying in this. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I might have to. They're, split they're making a reality show. Yeah, it's a reality because, show of. Yeah, game. yeah. If I came back like when my parents is looking at me and I, I literally <laughs> lost because I did not do a deal, they would kill me. So, no, I have to come back. Imagine that situation. I, I, I have to split. I can't do that. I can't like, do that. That, that is televised globally that somebody's offered you two and a half million dollars to not play one more game. You turned it down and lose. You have to face the world with that. Yeah, yeah. Quite literally, my parents would kill me. I thought you meant like I'd die, so they wouldn't have to like I wouldn't have to live oh, with that shame. God. No, I'm not doing that. No, nah, me and Nathan both got to sign up for this thing now. I, I need some of that naivety with me. Well, here's another thought, though. Mr. Beast did his a while back. He did. I don't know if you're aware, uh, familiar with that, but he at one point instead of that bonus game, he offered people two grand just to walk out. Would you walk out if you made it some two grand's far? not enough? And no, was, but if it was, it wouldn't even have to be two grand. If it was just a comparatively low amount of money, would you still be willing to walk out? No, no it, it's got to be more than my yearly salary. Yeah, it, it it's got it's got to be significantly more than my yearly salary. Like it, it I, I'm here. Like I said, I just took four weeks off of work. <laughs> I got to come back with something that makes them know that this was worth my time, right? Uh, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be life-changing money when you're giving up. I get that. Like, you're giving up when you're taking that money. But I'm not uh, $2,000. Like, come on, Mr. Beast. $2,000? Who is Mr. Beast? I mean, they also, the got, two grand. They also the got two grand just to be there. Two grand just to be there? Yeah, so that man's they, too generous. If they took the two grand, they would get four grand, because everybody got two thousand just to show. Wow! Like the entry level UFC contract, just <laughs> <laughs> table scraps. Yeah, no, no. Um, you, that's you, the wrong way to go about it. No, yeah, exactly. It, it, now, if there's like ten of us and we're all coming down to it, what's that for? You know, you gotta make it to where what you're walking away with, 
Like, okay, I can split that four and a half million ten ways, and we can all probably play pretty nicely for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but like, no, two grand—that's disrespectful. It, that's ex- disrespectful to competition. Which they played for uh, what? He 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 had a uh, two hundred fifty players. Mister Beast did right, so they were playing yes. two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So I. Where the hell does a YouTuber get $250 million? <laughs> and, and, and the ability to just hand out $2,000 to everybody? You got to put your children on YouTube. You, you got to get them For on real. It right now. For real. <laughs> Will Miller and his eight kids are all on it. <laughs> I got, I, yeah, during the break, you got to fill me in on the eight kids joke for Will Miller. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll get filled in on that joke, and we'll talk with Joey Blackwell next here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. It's not a joke. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very hot afternoon, partly to mostly sunny with only a small chance of a thunderstorm through the evening hours. The high today, 98, the low tonight, 76. Hot again tomorrow, lots of sunshine, the chance of a shower stays small. The high also, 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the podcast center on Tide100.9.com. Welcome back into Off the Edge. Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you. Joe Gaither right there. Some kick-ass shades on his face. Got Mason Woods, Will, Cade, Nathan all behind the glass. And now we're going to go out to the phone lines and welcome in our good friend Joey Blackwell, the beat writer for Bama Central, the Sports Illustrated affiliate of the Alabama Crimson Tide Sports at Blackwell Sports on the Twitter account. Joey, it has been entirely way too long. How are you doing, my friend? Somebody's going to have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're already there. Sorry. I cut you off. How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, I don't know if you're hanging around the radio during that first segment, but uh, we were joking earlier about hodgepodge. Uh, I spent the first segment talking about the. Squid Game Challenge, the reality TV series that is coming to Netflix. Uh, Somewhat considering filling out the application form. And I want to know, Joey, uh, I I know you watched Squid Game, right? You're not going to let me down on this. Right. How would you approach such a game? Obviously, you know, I I mean this one. I don't mean like a real life Squid Game where, where, (laughs) you know, like your life is actually on the line. But how would you approach this one? Is, Is there some influence from the show that makes you feel like this is the way to play the game. Well, you know, since there's, you know, there's not going to be an opportunity for me to get shivved in my sleep. Uh, Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Netflix revealed, you know, after I joined, um, which let's be honest, that could be a thing. Um, You know, I, I would probably try to play a team game because there are a pretty good amount of games leading up. Obviously the final, you know, is a, you know, a solo game, but, there's a pretty good amount of those games that are team oriented. So I try to probably form a pretty strong team early on to try to get through. Um, 
that being said, like, you know, in, in the real, you know, TV show, that's kind of a dangerous thing because obviously you form factions and that's how you end up getting people trying to kill each other. Um, but, you know, in a game where your life is at stake, I think it'd be pretty a pretty solid option to try to form relationships early on to at least try to, you know, help your odds of getting to the end. Um, that's probably my strategy, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's every man for himself, so you don't want to get too attached. Otherwise, that's going to backfire real quick. With that being said, Joey, uh, we're going to set this up for give you some time to think because Jacob's got other questions for you. But you got to take one basketball player, one football player, one baseball player, a softball player, and and a Bama beat writer, and a Bama beat writer, a team of five, a team of five. Uh, and, and come up with your best Squid Games team. Uh, Al- 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 Alabama, Alabama athletes. Alabama athletes and a Bama beat writer. Quick uh, quick question for clarification. Can they be recent alumni or do they have to be current players? E- uh, Jacob? Mm, let's give it to current players. I think that makes it more difficult. All right. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so with, right, with, with that in mind, would you be willing to split the pot at the end of the game? Would you shake hands with somebody and say, I'm turning down four and a half million dollars. I'll instead take two and a half or $1 million. However, it splits at the end. Are, are you willing to do that? Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on the monetary value, but if it's split right down the middle, I mean, absolutely. I take that two, that two and a half, but it also depends on who my opponent is. If it's somebody that I know I'm going to lose to, then yeah, I take that two and a half million. But if it's somebody that I'm very confident, you know, if it's like a 95 year old woman, then it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm watch out for those 95 year old women. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the danger in it, right? Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert for the show, you know. <laughs> no, I mean we were joking about that with one of our interns. You imagine getting to that point, being offered the handshake to split the money, you turn it down and you lose. I mean, it couldn't be a worse fate in life. <laughs> It's like if it's like if you know if they're like oh well you you can you can opt out but you only get like you know two grand and it's like oh heck no I'm not taking that offer but you know if it's if it's life changing money a <laughs> anything over you know probably anything over twenty thousand dollars then it's like okay I'm seriously gonna sit back and, and really think about that you know Joey during the Gary Harris show we were were treated with looking at the food menu of the 2022 college world series and, Ooh, buddy. and I am starving. I'm starving at this point. Uh, I, I got to go with the O dog, the stacked with queso and grilled steak, steak sauce, jalapeno, popper dog laced with cream cheese, jalapeno jam, bacon bits, fried jalapeno, man. It's insane. Like there's gourmet hot dogs. And then there's this thing. Yeah. I know you've seen the menu. What are you what what are you eating at the College World Series this year? Well, first thing first, I mean that Grand Slammer looks fantastic. Mm. You know the, the Italian beef sandwich that's fourteen inches long. Like, come on, give me that all day. But man, those those, those chicken and waffle fries also look fantastic. I mean, but those things are. I think they have like a spicy like honey aioli on them. Oh my gosh! But there's. You know, there's the chicken parm sandwich. There's the chicken and a pickle sandwich. There's just there's just so many good options. <laughs> uh, now my mouth's watering, and I'm gonna probably text 
Coach Bo after this and be like, hey, can we get to Omaha next year? Because well, Joey, I, I hypothesized really in the in the Gary Harris show, and you're the you're, you're the Bama, you're the number one beat writer for for Bama baseball, so you can confirm or deny. I hypothesized <laughs> that Coach Bo and the Alabama baseball team are so health conscious they knew the menu, uh, what it was going to be, and they they opted out of the regional, but they were they were invited to the regional, and they said no, 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 because we're going to win and we're going to get to Omaha, and that's going to create a problem for all of our diets. I mean, it's the opposite of what I'd do. I'd be hanging up. <laughs> I'll walk. <laughs> That'd be my motivation to go. <laughs> now that baseball's over for Alabama, and you look and you see the field for Omaha, you've got uh, six SEC squads at the at, in the College World Series. What are you seeing? And like, uh, you know, a lot of people are realizing, oh, Alabama hung in there with Texas, uh, swept Ole Miss, beat A and M in a series, beat Arkansas in a series. You've got you got you you got a, a, a bunch of SEC squads that Alabama's really hung in there with. Uh, what do you make about the finals? Are you going to pay attention to it, or, or are you just like, oh, unplugged from baseball, and then just uh, just kind of your thoughts on the World Series? You know, I was I was unplugged for the first couple rounds. I mean, I kept tabs on it, but I didn't actually watch it. I typically do that every year. Yeah. I need to take a break after the season. You know, Alabama season's over, but I will be watching you know the finals, and I, I do think you know. I think I really like the SEC field. I mean, it is kind of heartbreaking when you look at it from Alabama perspective. I mean, three of these four teams are teams that you bested this season. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the Auburn game was only two games because that third game got canceled with weather, so we'll never know if Alabama would win would win a game there. But you know, it, it it is kind of you know discouraging to see. Well, Alabama swept Ole Miss on the road this year. They beat Arkansas three out of four games. A and M they beat two games to one um, back in the day. You know, this year. Or so, um, but I, I really like these teams i think ole miss you know really kind of turned things around as did arkansas you know arkansas was really on a on a quite a quite a losing bit there in the sec tournament and you know, ole miss course got knocked out i believe their first game um but they've both made it this far auburn i've been saying all year that auburn was a very underrated team um and they you know, they've proven me right and proven a lot of others right um by getting as far as they have so you know, it's it's, it's going to be a, a really good series. You you really do have a very talented field, and you know, one thing that I've been kind of pointing out is that you know you have both Texas and Oklahoma left. So, you know, both those two teams played for the women's college World Series, and now you have these two teams left uh, here in the in the you know in the college World Series, and it just shows how much more those two programs are adding to the Southeastern Conference outside of football. You know, it's a lot more than just football teams that are joining the conference in a couple of years here. And with that in mind, I mean, we just got the the Big 12 uh, challenge matchup, Alabama-Oklahoma. And the the news, I think yesterday, Alabama-Texas football game, that's been sold out. So everybody that's going to go to that is going to have to buy resale. I mean, yeah. with, with the, the notion, too, that happened earlier, uh, I think late last week, actually, with the Cincinnati's, UCF, BYU, Houston. They're all slated to join the Big 12 early next year. Do you kind of like it, when you look at Oklahoma and Texas, if you're them, are you, you know, just going to bite the bullet and say, screw it, we'll pay a little bit more money to leave early instead of sticking around in this conference that's going to be bloated with mediocre teams and, and go ahead and join this this SEC that that we're we're dedicated to joining in the future, but we're already seeing a whole lot of at, at the moment in every single sport. What what do you do if you're Oklahoma and Texas in that situation? Uh, I mean, I, I think I think honestly, you 
biting the bullet would make sense just because that conference is going to be overloaded once these you know once these other schools join. Um, but at the same time, you know, Texas does have these contracts with the Longhorn Network that are really preventing them from you know from from leaving. Um, and I think that's really what's been the big holdup there. Um, I, but at the same time, I mean, if you can pay the money to get out, I mean, no doubt you're going to see. A, a dramatic uptick in, in, in funding just because I mean, we all know the, how, how the how the TV contracts work. You're going to get that money right back uh, when you join the SEC just because, of course, you have the SEC network and the ESPN rights deals and all that revenue that's split evenly among um, the schools at the end of the year, including, you know, bowl money and stuff like that. So I, I really, I mean, but at the same time, these are two programs that aren't strapped for cash. You know, these are two teams that are obviously juggernaut programs. They're, they're joining the SEC for a reason, and that's because they built quite, you know, impressive resumes over the history of their athletics programs. So, but, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're having all those teams join the Big 12, you might as well get out while they're getting good. And then, you know, it takes a couple of years to rebuild your program um, in the SEC. It might take a little bit, but, I mean, I think that's the best option for both those schools. And with the SEC, I mean, a, a conversation that came out of the spring meetings was about the scheduling. And it not necessarily so much about Texas and Oklahoma joining in the future, but just the, the overall noise that has persisted for a long time that nine games in the conference schedule would be good uh, for the conference in a lot of people's minds, especially mine as well. Some of us look at 2020 and, and say, well, hey, why not 10 games? Uh, and, and, you know, Getting back to a schedule that that makes, or not getting back to, but beginning with a schedule that makes a tad bit more sense from a competitive standpoint and also from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, you know, when Texas and Oklahoma get here, there's going to be a big entertainment factor just because of the new matchups. But even still, like the the idea of being able to play the entire SEC within a four year period, home and away, uh, the idea of you know the top two teams in the conference playing in Atlanta rather than the top team from the East and the West or whatever pod system may exist when Texas and Oklahoma get here. What, what's kind of your ideal scenario uh, for the future of SEC scheduling where, you know, hopefully we get better competition and better entertainment value all, all wrapped in one. You know, I really like the, <clears throat> I really like the nine game schedule and, you know, Sankey himself has said that, that most of the programs are leaning towards that. I think you know a nine-game schedule with you know revolving uh, with revolving teams outside of the three you know rivals. I, I really like that model. Of course, that makes it difficult for some teams to pick those same three teams you play every year. I mean, for Alabama, you know, you obviously have Auburn, Tennessee; those two are set in stone. And then you, you probably pick LSU there, but it could be Texas A&M. You know, it could be a team like that. It could be you know a team like Georgia. You know, if you, if, you, if you flip it to a you know one division model, kind of like the ACC has set up. But I think the one division model is going to be very interesting because, you know, year in and year out, we see teams that are all fighting for, you know, the top spot in each, in the, both the East and the West. And so if you flip it to a 16 team one division, you're going to have, you know, a ton of teams fighting for those top two spots. And that brings into, you know, the conversation that, you know, somebody fielded the question to Sankey at SEC Media Days about potentially having, you know, like a four team SEC, you know, championship playoff, you know, kind of a mini playoff where you have the top four teams out of the 16. So, um, you know, it's, I, I personally would be a huge fan of that. I don't really understand how that would work in terms of scheduling, because obviously if you do that, you're forfeiting a week of, of rest for, you know, a bowl game or for the college football playoff. So 
um, and extending the season. So I'm not really sure how that could work out. I think you'd have to have a lot of conferences come together and agree to do their own playoff in order for that to work. But no doubt that would be very, very exciting football. And you'd also more than likely have rematches in those in those you know first playoff games for that SEC playoff. So um, that'd be a lot of fun. But you know all just you know talking like way in the future but i think that would be very exciting <laughs> i think that would be interesting if that was basically a part of the playoffs system you know you, yeah. you're the top two teams in your conference you play for the conference title and you win that conference title you go on to what would be you know the national playoff basically you know so it, it kind of regionalizes yeah. things keeps the the sport in its roots I, it's a chaotic idea don't get me wrong I, you know, <laughs> it would take a lot of work but it, it does have some feet. It does sound somewhat interesting. Yeah. And, you know, what you could do also, I mean, this, you know, obviously these are all pure hypotheticals we're talking here, but you could have those, you know, those five power five, you know, championship teams receive automatic bids, just like they do in almost every other sport. And then you have either, you know, three at-large teams, or maybe, you know, you could bump that number up to seven for a 12 team, so you have seven at-large bids. You might have teams that lost their championship game that are just really good. They get put in. Obviously, you, you could, or you could expand it and have more conferences outside of the Power Five um, that could have teams receive automatic bids. But it really sets it up for a very, very interesting, you know, playoff. A lot more than, I mean, I know I, I've, you know, sung the praises of the college football playoff over the past few years here. But you know, you, you can't deny that if you do increase the field, there's a lot more opportunity for a lot of exciting college football and more potentials for upset. Yeah, and, and it might be a way to have middle ground. Cause I've, I've heard Joe say it before, too, is that your conference championship is a playoff game. So if if you really yeah. kind of set it up to where it is, sure, there'll, there'll be some Alabama-Georgia fans you know, that play in that SEC championship and then they don't make the, the technical playoff. But if you make those championship games a part of the playoff, it's, it's not a bad idea. I actually... Uh, I kind of like that a lot. Double your field that way, almost. Yeah, it. practically. You know, and and it sounds just a tad bit more fair. It, it would, ha- but again, it would require structure on the NCAA completely to get you every conference. You have a lot conference. of people crying about what about the three loss Florida team if they beat an upset Alabama? You know, in that scenario, what if they do? They do. That's the old football. That, that's the old one where we cared about you know quality of wins rather than just doing your schedule and and scheduling a good schedule in advance. But here's the argument towards what we you know. What what Joe just said also is that you know stuff like that happens in conference tournaments every year. I mean, look yes. at baseball. Yeah, look at baseball. You had teams. You know, obviously every conference champion gets an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. You have teams that you know only win 18 games in the regular season that are just awful that turn it on for their conference tournament and make it, even though they're much more deserving teams. You know, air quotes deserving teams that 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 make it. So. That argument can be, you know, moved over to everything. It's just that college football fans just have a way of blowing things out of proportion. Oh, they do, they do, and 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 you could point to one example with your favorite NFL team, Joey, when the the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> went seven and nine, and then Beastquake happened, right? And yeah. and they beat the New Orleans Saints. Nobody thought it would happen. They hosted a playoff game. Sure, they lost the next week, but I mean, <laughs> that's what the playoffs are, though. Like you never, you you absolutely never know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Getting back to. Uh, Texas, just for for one quick thing, the fact that that game was sold out, very impressive. Uh, I don't know what what the sellout rates are for Texas, but nonetheless, Alabama coming to town that is that is something special. Uh, with, with in regards to the game itself, though, I know we're we're several months out, but I mean, I really kind of step back and start to think about it. Quinn Ewers at quarterback, uh, Bajon Robinson. I keep saying Alabama's schedule is baby butt soft, and it is. 
But that first trip out to Texas, come on. Are, are we? Are some of us maybe overlooking that one just a little bit? A little bit more competition there with the Longhorns than we expect. Yeah, I I think so. I think a lot of people are looking past it. You know, they're thinking of Texas as a Big Twelve team and not Texas as Texas. You know, I Texas has a just obviously the first rematch since that you know that, that national championship game back in I believe it was January 2010, and um, I think they're going to bring everything they have. Not to mention you have Steve Sarkeesian. Is Cole McCoy going to play? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still hurt. He won't be able to play. Um, but you know, you have by John Robinson, like you said, you also have, you know, you have Jaleel Billingsley there at, at tight end. who's obviously going to have a chip on his shoulder there. You're going to have a, a lot of really talented players, um, for Texas. And, you know, I, I, I still lean towards Alabama winning this game, but at the same time, this is a hostile road environment in Texas and they have a really good, fa- passionate fan base. And, um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I'm I'm really excited for that 11 a.m. kick. I know a lot of people don't like 11 a.m. kickoffs. You know, it is a little bit disappointing that it's going to be on on Fox instead of a, an ESPN network. That's perfect but it's the same, for us, though. But at the same time, yeah, you know, you, you get there the night before, you get up early, you go to the game, and then you have an entire afternoon evening to spend in in Austin, which is a great city. So, um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. I know a lot of Alabama fans are like, ugh, 11 a.m., but I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Joey, are you ready to answer Joe's wild question of, of who your Squid Game team? Oh, and I got one more. Be. I got one more for him too. Go for well, it. No, I, well, you know, I've been thinking about it. and It's like I want to pick obviously the best of the best, but at the same time, if I pick the best of the best, then I'm going to be kicked out real early when it comes. <laughs> 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 but my knee jerk reaction for football was Will Anderson, but I'm like, well, Will Anderson would eat, would eat me, like literally <laughs> eat me. Um, so I don't know if I want him, but you know, so I'll. But I will pick him. Uh, softball, I pick Montana Fouts, obviously enough she's a grinder she's a go-getter um for baseball i'd probably um pick garrett mcmillan um we don't know if he's going to still be on the team after the draft but as of right now he is but he's a he's a dog um he has got that mentality basketball i'd probably go charles betayako angry chuck you know i I think he's he's got a lot of strength to him uh let's see that's four did i I forget anybody no no yeah you got to get a beat rider got to get me a beat rider oh um I want to say Michael Castagrande, but he's a little too cunning. Um, he's a little, he's a little scary. Um, I'd probably go Michael Castagrande or, or maybe maybe Charlie Potter. It'd be close between the two of them. Um, oh. Charlie, know, Charlie would be dangerous. Charlie be scrappy. <laughs> like, like, do not underestimate Charlie Potter. Like, like Michael will tell you he's going to beat you and do it. No, you know, he won't. Charlie, Charlie will be quiet though. You'll never yeah. see Charlie coming, and he'll wipe out the whole field. Like, oh, this is Charlie. You know, this is Charlie's a great friend of mine, and he's been just a knife in your back all of a sudden. Yes, exactly. yes. <laughs> no, I, I love Charlie, but I, I think I think he'd be a great addition. So that, yeah, that's that's my five. But I'd probably lose very quickly after after all that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'd have a hard time getting past Will Anderson in that final. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, oh, here's my team, and then walk into the room, and it's just Will Anderson standing <laughs> over a bunch of corpses. <laughs> All right, one more for you. We've, we're playing Texas, uh, week, week number two. Oh, so are you going Quinn Ewers and his, let's see, was he Rolls Royce? Was that uh, Quinn, Quinn Ewers and his, let's see, da, 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 what was it? Aston what, Martin? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, 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 he's Aston Martin. Quinn Ewers and his Aston Martin, or Bijan Robinson and his Lamborghini? Well, I gotta go Aston Martin. I gotta go 
Aston Martin's a classic with James Bond drove. Um, if we're talking straight racing, I'm going to go Lamborghini. Yeah, just what talk- you drive, yeah. Well, oh, what I what, what I what I drive what I drive personally, I take the Aston Martin every day of the week. It's James Bond's car. It's classic. It's British. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You know, Martin, but- when I look at Quinn Ewers, the last thing I think about is James Bond. <laughs> 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 That's, that's a very fair point. I'm talking about what I drive. <laughs> I know, but like, I, mean, I would, I probably wouldn't even sit in either of those cars, so we could. <laughs> I uh, definitely, I definitely slow down that, uh, slow down that miles per hour. <laughs> so even if Alabama wins at week number two, both the uh, Texas stars will be driving away in style. Oh, right. absolutely, absolutely. If you're going to be a loser, look good doing it. They, if they lose, they'll still have their cars. <laughs> Joey, one last silly off the wall hodgepodge question for you. Uh, watch... Can you tell it's June? Can you tell it's June? <laughs> yeah, it is so June. Uh, you, there needs to be. This is going to be my show in August. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whatever, you know, the Justin Timberlakes. It's going to be May. We need to find one for June because we we need to be more prepared for June. Uh, the the latest episode of Kenobi. Episode five was last night, and I don't want to get into any spoiler territory because this is so recent, unlike Squid Games, which Mason should have just watched if he didn't want to have it spoiled. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Darth Vader last night, though, absolutely insane. One of the best scenes of Darth Vader ever. So the, the question I have for you is, which Darth Vader scene was better, Rogue One or Episode five of Kenobi? Without getting into spoiler territory, um, I think I think the scene in Rogue One was a little bit more impactful because you know he'd been kind of quiet the whole movie, and then all of a sudden just showed up and it turned into a full blown horror movie. <laughs> um, I got to go Rogue One just because I know it's not really nostalgia because that wasn't too long ago, but you know what I referred to as Darth Vader yesterday was it was video game Darth Vader. You know, it's the Darth Vader you see you know in Force Unleashed and. Oh, yeah. um, you also see kind of that remnant in uh, uh, what's the most recent game? Oh, Jedi yeah. Fallen Order, yeah. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. It was, it was that version of Darth Vader, which I love. But, you know, I, I really got to go Rogue One, but that's not taking away from, from Kenobi's episode yesterday. That was quite, I was definitely giddy, and my wife was like, I'm married, such a nerd. <laughs> but it, was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Highly recommend anybody go watch last night's episode. You haven't seen it yet. How, how many awards did you pick up last week, by the way? We haven't even met. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on all of the the hardware, my man. I picked, I picked up four awards wow. uh, from, from Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. Uh, I have two of them came with plaques. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, six awards, six awards in two years on the beat. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So. Hey, when, when I say he's the best pound for pound writer in Tuscaloosa on the beat, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking around. I'm not just paying homage <laughs> to my friend. Like, seriously, uh, well Joey, we really appreciate you. Congratulations again for that. Uh, had a lot of fun today <laughs> talking some off the wall stuff. Uh, take it easy, buddy. We'll talk with you next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to y'all Squid Game podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I want to have a chance. Hey, you'll see me <laughs> on a Netflix screen coming uh, coming soon. <laughs> I'll be questioning your strategy, but I will fuck. <laughs> Appreciate it, Joey. Bye, guys. Thank y'all. At Blackwell Sports on the Twitter account, beat writer for Bama Central, BamaCentral.com, the Sports Illustrated affiliate of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll take a break. Come back. Continue the conversation, 205-342-9904. How would you play Squid Game? Give me your answer. 
Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The best new analysis in T-Town. I got a stat for you. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues on Tide 100.9. That creator again? There's two new ones out there? Look at them. Old guys rocking out. <laughs> Back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide. Sports Jacob Harrison here with you. Joe Gaither, Mason Woods, interns, Will, Cade, and uh, Nathan all behind the glass helping us out today. Joe, I'm going to spin that question that you gave Joey back on you. What, what's your squid game? Uh, Beat writer is up to you, but what, what's your squid game team from the University of Alabama Athletic Center? Mm, okay. Oh, gosh. Let me. Yeah. Am I, uh, yeah thank you very there, much. There thank you. Uh, let's see. Roll Tide. Let's see. Football roster. Because I'm not taking Will Anderson. I'm sorry. There's he, no way I'm taking Will Anderson. No. That is a joke, <laughs> Joe, Joey. That he will break you. He'll just look at you and break you. Well, give me one of these. Chase Allen, place kicker, junior. Well, I'll take you. I'll, you know, give me somebody like Brett Belin, uh, wide receiver, redshirt, redshirt senior. Give me n- no, no offensive lineman. Sorry, Brock Myers, you're out. Let's see who, who, who else? Who, who, who might I consider? Uh, I, I, my, my first thought was Neilan Hibbett, the the long snapper. But even Neilan Hibbett might be too athletic for me at six two two forty five. Uh, I, I think, uh, I, who, who's like the, who's like the token walk on the, uh, Jack Martin, uh, six, two, two oh seven. I don't know. I, that's a, that's a big boy. Jack can probably throw you around. Yeah. Uh, is, is there anybody now? Will Reichert skinny boy, what six, one, one ninety. uh, that he, he could be, you know, uh, okay. I, mean, you I, don't found, want to make it. I found it. I found it. I found no. I mean, if they're an Alabama football player, they're an athlete, right? So true. Like, yeah. don't don't want to disrespect Will. They're right an there. absolute <laughs> athlete. No, and, and quality. My guy Reed Schuback, place kicker, six foot one eighty five, sophomore from California. That's not going to be my. That'll be my uh, my football guy. Let's see. Do, basketball. Basketball roster. Open new tab. Baseball roster. Open new tab. Softball. Softball. All those girls would beat my tail. Oh, my gosh. All those girls. like, And, and that's not being said any disrespect. They're, they're uh, incredible athletes. Let's see. Softball. We'll go. We'll go with the local girl, MK Gidley, she, uh, Hillcrest High School. You know, we'll give her a chance to be on the team. There you go. Uh, she, we saw her a lot of times pinch running this this past season. She's got the speed. Um, baseball. These baseball guys are big too. They're they're, they're all. Uh, I'm not taking Dominic Torres. He'll he'll beat my face in as a catcher. Um, 
Like they've got to be somebody that I could possibly. Okay, I'll take another local boy. I'll take uh, Hunter Sudi. I, I watched him play football at T at uh, at ACA. Uh, he he was a, a good little athlete, but it, but five eleven one ninety. That's in my that's in my fighting weight. Um, let's see in basketball. Basketball. I'm taking. Oh man, I'm taking none of these guys. They're all so tall. They're all so tall. Like I'll have no ability to hang with them. Uh, Jaden Quinterly, he's already gone, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, can I take Antoine Petway because he's a little on, on the older side? I mean, he's still an athlete. He's on the no, 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 no. Who, the, the Charlie Henry? I'll take assistant coach Charlie Henry, uh, <laughs> de- defensive specialist. I think what I just learned. You remember when it used to be uh, the, the the question was, would you rather face one uh, Derrick Henry sized cat? Or a hundred cat-sized Derrick Henrys. I think I just got the answer for for what you would answer it, and it's a hundred cat-sized yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah, <laughs> throw them all against the wall, catch and throw, catch and throw, kick, kick, kick. That's all the time we got for today. The Jay Barker Show is coming up next. Big thanks to everybody for helping out today. It was a lot of fun. Big thanks to Joey Blackwell as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. here on Off the Heads Tide. 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very hot afternoon, partly to mostly sunny with only a small chance of a thunderstorm through the evening hours. The high today, 98, the low tonight, 76. Hot again tomorrow, lots of sunshine. The chance of a shower stays small. The high also, 98. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. For listening to Off the Edge. Join us every weekday from 11 a.m. to noon on Tide 100.9 and the Tide 100.9 app. Do it now. Now. Live. Live. Live.